welcome you all to another episode of Biblical Resolutions brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, this podcast, like our TV program and like the ministry at the House of Jacob, it is designed to help us get a better understanding of how to walk and live as servants of God. My name is Brother Obadiah. And on this podcast, again, we have Brother Benaya and we have Brother Chris. And uh, today's podcast, we are talking about receiving and administering, administering correction to receive and administer correction, because correction is something that is 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 going to happen frequently uh, in life, period, but also as we learn more and more about how to be godly and live godly along the way we all gonna have moments where we gonna have to be corrected by our elders or by you know our other brothers and sisters and then at sometimes we gonna have to administer correction but the lord got it set up where there's a certain way that you have to it that you have to administer correction and also how it is, you know, by what methods you use to give out correction and about being able to receive correction. So um, if any of you brothers got a particular scripture you want to start off with, we can we can do that. Well, I know that we can start off with James. I would okay. think we could start off with James. Okay. Starting off with James, the reason I want to go here is because when you talk about being corrected, deals with being wrong. And who wants to be known as wrong? Who right. wants to actually be wrong? But the Lord tells us some things about what we the way that we need to be, period, regardless of um, regardless of what we may think we have or what we may want to be. So James four. And I'll pick it up. At verse one, from okay. whence comes from whence come wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence even of the lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not because you ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lust. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is the enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do ye think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But God giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Therefore submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So in, in reading that, we see that the world, we can't have friendship with the world, but he tells us that God resists the proud. And when you're proudful, when you have pride, you're not someone who can take another person telling you you're wrong. You're somebody who has to always have the biggest and the best and the greatest. Like I look at this nation, even where you have a person in authority in the in who's supposed to be the extreme seat of authority in this nation. And they're so proud that they can't say that they're wrong. But it tells us that God giveth grace unto the humble. So we have to be humble and we can't be proud because if you're prideful, you're not going to take somebody telling you that you're wrong because what's when somebody tells you you're wrong, it's going to correct you. And then right. as we keep on going. Verse eight, draw not a God and he will draw not to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. So change. That's what rebuke does. That's what um, that's what correction does. It tells you where you wrong so that way you can cleanse your hands. And it tells us in verse eight, cleanse your hands, ye sinners. And we've all been sinners. It tells us purify your hearts, ye double minded. We've all gone back and forth with doing this or that. Verse nine, be afflicted and mourn. So humble yourself. It says, and weep. 
Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of God, in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. Now, we got to be one who's doing what God says do. And we might be able to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. So right. when it comes to taking correction, the first thing we have to do is put ourselves away. We have to really work to kill pride and pride is very subtle, man. I've I known that I've been in situations where I didn't know why I may have been angry. But as I've gotten older, I realized, dang, that's that pride and that's that lust to envy, to be better than or to have more. But the first thing when you talk about rebuke or really accepting correction is that humility that we have to have. So, right. so you, you, right. But yeah, yeah, humility, humility definitely is that's that that's the foundation, period, of, of, <laughs> of being a, being a servant of God. You know what I mean? Uh, without without humility, you know, you can't you can't you won't even hear the scriptures. You you won't you definitely won't do what thus say the Lord without having to humble yourself. But like you saying that, you know, that that humility is is where it all starts, because, you know, no correction feels good. It's, it's not like it's something that's pleasurable. You know, correction is is. Correction is something that's making you look at yourself. And that's the hardest thing to do a lot of times. You know, it's easy for us to analyze other people. But when you got to analyze yourself, especially when somebody else on the outside is correcting you, then, you know, it don't feel good. But you got to have a humility to at least consider what the individual is trying to tell you. But um I want to read uh, James 5 and verse 16. James 5 and verse 16. And I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. But uh, he says something, James says something here in, in 5 and 16 that, that also is another aspect of correction. Because we have to have the humility not only to receive correction from others, but also to be able to correct yourself and admit when you're wrong. So in James 5 and 16, it says, confess your faults one to another. And that's 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 taking it on another another level, because now you ain't trying to hide your faults, but you confessing your faults one to another. But it's a reason for this. He says, and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So this is all about this is a part of being healed. This this is a part of this is a part of uh uh being, you know, seeking that righteousness. When you can confess your fault to your brother or sister, then that shows some big humility, but also that's helping you to be healed of the, the the fleshly afflictions that that we all have you know those lust and those things that we have in us that we know that that, that are against god we got to be able to receive correction from others but we also got to be able to confess our faults one to another because this ain't about putting up a show you know uh this this ain't about appearing righteous like the scribes and pharisees you know, mm -hmm. out outward appearance. This, this is about truly being truly, you know, wanting to be righteous on the, on the inside and the inward man. And one thing you got to be able to do is you got to be able to come to your brother or sister and, and confess your faults because ain't nobody going to be right. One hundred percent of the time. I don't care how much knowledge we got. Uh, or how, how how much knowledge a uh, book knowledge a person have you, you you know we we are all men and so we all uh -huh. gonna have errors we all gonna make mistakes and we all gonna fall short we all gonna fall victim to 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 those things to the to that war that war in the flesh that Paul talked about you know that fleshly mind lust uh, a warring against that spiritual mind and sometimes that fleshly mind gonna gonna overtake you. And so we got to be able to say, hey, man, I was wrong. Or we got to be able to come to a brother and sister 
that we could confide in and say, hey, I did something I shouldn't have did. You know what I'm saying? Because this brings about healing. This brings about heal, healing the servant, not just keeping everything a secret. Yeah. Brother Chris, you want to add anything to that, brother? Yeah, I, I was I was um, looking at a scripture here in Second Timothy, chapter three. And just kind of just kind of um, going off of what you guys have been talking about, about how, you know, we, we need that correction and and but we need to be able to do it in a godly way. Um, verse 16 of chapter three says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So. You know, the reason why I'm reading that scripture is when when you accept enough correction, you know, especially if it's coming from the word of God, then it then it, it the Lord let us know here that that's what's going to make us perfect. But if we, you know, not willing to accept that kind of correction or we we prideful or low in, on humility, then, you know, that that could affect our standing with God also. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like you said, I mean, like the book said here, you know, it's that that's what the scriptures are for. You know, that's one of the things that the scriptures are for is correction, which which goes into, you know, how we how we administer correction. You know, it should be. It should have some basis in the word of God. Right. We shouldn't be mm -hmm. administering correction uh, according to simply according to how we feel, because how a person feel don't don't necessarily is not necessarily right with God. You know, like the Lord say, there's a way to seem it right into a man. But 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 those ways lead on the death. So uh -huh. it's, it's, it's not it's really not about how we feel or our emotional you know, our, our emotional attachment to the situation, but it's it's really about having having the, the word of God be the foundation when we are, you know, uh, uh, giving out correction and receiving correction. You know, the word of God covers all things, so it should it, it should be it should be based on 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 the principles that the Lord has set forth. Um. In, in his word um but while we own that as far as um you using the word of god we can go into uh we can go into second timothy uh second timothy 2 and 24 and uh second timothy 2 and 24 and i i'll go ahead and read it uh it says and the servant of the lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men apt to teach patient and meekness instructing those that oppose themselves mm -hmm. and god peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth so he's saying, you know, when you instruct or even correct, you should try to do it in the spirit of meekness. Right. Yeah. Not every not not every situation is gonna call for the spirit of meekness. Some situations uh uh calls for they call for a different a different way. Uh but really this is this should be done in the spirit of meekness i'm thinking about that other scripture if y'all uh one of you brothers can find it where you know the lord talked about uh a brother being overtaken in the fault uh if you restore him do it in the do it in the spirit of meekness um i thought i had oh, that, that scripture that, wrote that's down. in galatians galatians six and one and i'll be i'll go ahead and read it Okay. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. 
bear right. one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So, it, you know, he's saying here again, you know, a brother overtaken in a fault because we all going to be overtaken in a fault at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, many times, you know, uh, we're going to be overtaken in faults. But he said, when you restore, uh, uh, restore one in the spirit of meekness, because if you if if we just if we just railing on each other, you know, not even trying to do it in the spirit of meekness, it's almost like, you know, you you without you without fault, you without sin, you know, just like the Lord had them uh, when they brought the woman who was supposedly committing adultery. And he said he that is without sin cast the first stone because right away, all, all they wanted to do was hand out hand out punishment. They wanted to hand out, you know, severe punishment. But the book is telling us you got to if you're going to restore somebody overtaken in the fault, do it in the spirit of meekness, because he say considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Because it's easy when it's easy when we can see somebody overtaken in the fault. And, you know, sometimes, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, they go in on, on somebody and they figure, you know, well, if that was me, I wouldn't have did this and that wouldn't have happened to me. But that's what that's at that point. You have lost the humility that you need because it can happen to you the same way it happened to me. You could be put in the same situation where you said what you wasn't going to do and how you wasn't going to do it. And when you get put in the same situation, what happened? You fall just like I did. So we got to remember, even in correction, we got to make sure we doing it in the spirit of meekness, considering that we ain't perfect either, considering that we could fall into temptation the same way the person who, who we trying to correct can fall into. So that's important. But it goes back to what you started off with, brother, brother Ben and I. It is that humility. Mm -hmm. Even when we corrected somebody else, you got to have a degree of humility when we trying to correct our brother or sister. The same way we got to have that humility when we receive correction. Because mm -hmm. we got to consider our own self that, hey, we could fall into the same temptation. We can't be we can't be holier than thou. We can't act like, you know, we ain't never we ain't never seen. We ain't never fell off when we giving out this correction. We got to have that same humility. And if any one of your brothers got something to add, add on it, go ahead. Yeah. Dealing with that humility that goes right into not only your brothers who taken it a fault. Uh, and what I mean by brothers are people who are like at the same level as you. Um, because it's no it's no secret that the word of God deals with levels and it deals with people in different positions, whether it be children, even the family structure. You have children, you have the, the mother and the father, but even among the children, you have the elder child, but you have these different positions of authority and that spirit of meekness. It carries through all of it. Um, if we go to first Timothy five. First Timothy five. And pick it up at verse one. And it says, rebuke, not an elder. So when you read that at first, it may make have people thinking, yo, you do not bring any sort of issues to an elder that you may think that they're doing wrong. But it's not saying that. And we're going to keep reading what it does say. Rebuke, not an elder. But entreat him as a father and the younger men as brethren. So if you bring in something to an elder, you have to be humble. You know, that spirit of meekness. And you're supposed to entreat him as a father. Like if you saw your father doing wrong, how would you let him know? Because rebuke is when you straight up letting somebody know hard. Hey, this is out of order. That's talking about that's what rebuke. But we know if somebody's doing wrong, you have to tell them. But this lets you this gives us the, the lens to see how we're supposed to speak to people who are older, are in different positions in the church, are anywhere in life than us. How do you entreat them and treat them as a father and the younger men as brethren? That's how we're supposed to deal with people who are doing things that may be out of order. Again, the Lord is still showing that spirit of meekness and that spirit of uh, that humility, even when you're giving correction. 
not only when you're taking correction, you got to be uh, humble, but the Lord is showing us that you got to be humble even when given correction. But again, Absolutely. there are times when you there are times when you got to come hard with it without a doubt. Right. See, some yep, yeah, and sometimes, and, and let's let's quickly go to Jude, the book of Jude, um, and, and we're gonna read this Jude. Uh, and, and Brother Ben and I, you showed me this one, uh, this scripture a while back. As far as uh, you know, sometimes yeah, sometimes hey, you you got to be, you got to come hard, you got to come strong, uh, uh -huh. because some people. Some people, some people receive correct. Some people receive a uh, soft, a soft, a soft answer, and then some people they ain't gonna receive. You know, they ain't gonna receive a, a, a soft, soft words. You you gotta kind of be a little bit. You got you gotta be a little bit harsh with them for them to listen, because that's that's how some people are. But in Jude, in the book of Jude, is is only one is is only one one chapter. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to start at the 21st verse. It says, uh, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. He says, and of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So look, some with having compassion on them, you can make a difference. You know, sometimes it's just like, you know, some I know, you know, my children, they, they respond differently. You know, you got one child when they make a mistake or when they when they in error. If you just have more compassion with them and you let them know, hey, look, you made a mistake, but that's OK. You know, all we got to You know, you just got to you just got to get back on the right path. You just got to. You just have to correct that mistake, but it's OK. It ain't the end of the world. Some people respond to that because what they want to know is, is that, you know, you know, you ain't going to, you know, you, you're not going to hate me because I made an error, you know. So compassion, compassion will give them strength. They're going to get strength out of your compassion to do better. But then some you got to instill fear in them, you know, uh -huh. your other child might be hard headed. If if you come if you come with compassion, they they gonna take it as hey hey he, you know they a little weak. So I'm I'm gonna try this again. But with them, you gotta you gotta save with fear. You gotta instill in them that this punishment is coming if you keep doing it. And then they'll fall in line because fear has been instilled. So it's the same thing with us as 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 grown ups, as brothers and sisters. Some, some with compassion, some with compassion. You know, they'll they'll turn around and, and they'll and they'll keep going in the right way. Some it got to be it got to be with fear, and this is how this is how it is. But we we got to understand again how it is. We have to. Who you know? We gotta understand each other. Uh, we gotta understand who we dealing with as brothers and sisters. We gotta have them them relationships to understand that hey, everybody you ain't gotta, everybody you don't have to, you know, uh, save with fear. Some you can just use compassion, and you will get the same result. Brother Chris, you got anything to add? Uh, well, I was um just looking over. A few scriptures here. Um, but I mean, I think you guys uh, pretty much covered it, you know, with the, the same scriptures I was going to go over. You guys kind of went over. But um, the only the only other thing that I, I guess that I would add, um, I guess, is that sometimes some people just ain't going to receive instruction at all. You know, right. Absolutely. It's, it's Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. um, so you got to kind of discern who you, who you dealing with, um, because, you know, the Lord call, you know, there's a lot of proverbs, um, where the Lord talk about people who, who refuse to receive instruction and he called them foolish. So that's, that's one aspect of it, of it also, you know, you, we, we want to try, 
um, with our brothers and sisters if we see them in fault to, you know, point that fault out to them. But, um, but sometimes you just got to let, let them over into the Lord's hands if they ain't willing to receive it. Right. You know, right. Like, like Paul talked about, um, you know, when Paul talked about how, uh, the uh the Gentiles he was uh he was talking to I, I forget what book is in but you know he talked about you know how how uh how a man laid with his father's wife mm. and he and he told him he said you know your glorying is not good you know a little leaven leaven of the whole lump but he said you should have turned that one over turned them over to Satan. You know what I'm saying? Let right. them, you know, instead of instead of instead of, you know, like upholding them or not or or or, or glorying in that, you should have let that you should you should allow that person to take to to take their medicine, to take whatever punishment they had coming. You know, uh-huh. if they don't want to receive cor- uh, uh, correction. Then, hey, that's that's what you do. You know, at, at a point, you just got to let them. Hey, you don't want to see correction. Then go ahead. You know, uh, you know, turn you over. So so maybe so maybe when you when you catch a beat down, maybe you will consider because sometimes, you know, that's that's what it takes. Sometimes sometimes you can't sometimes you, you, you ain't going to receive correction or you can't you can't give correction to a person because of whatever mindset you in. And then, hey. The only thing that is that is going uh, that's that's possibly going to turn your mind around is that hey you you just got to you just got to take a beat down you just yep. got to have some some trouble come come upon you until you realize that you doing something the wrong way but we can go to uh but let's go to proverbs I'm gonna go to proverbs uh fifteen proverbs fifteen and I'm gonna read verse ten. And then I'm going to read verse 32, Proverbs 15 and 10. And then I'm going to read 15 and 32, 15 and 10 says correction. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. And he mm. that ha- and he that hateth reproof shall die. So now he's saying correction is grievous to the one that forsake the way. So the one that, Hey, the one that, and we know, we know the way that he talking about, we, he talking about the, the righteous path, you know, uh, 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 that, that path that lead to salvation. Yes, the sir. one, the one that forsake that way, Hey, the correction is grievous. And that's something we need to think about as service, man. Look, if you can't receive correction, then your mindset is in the wrong place. If my brother can't correct me, to the point where it's grievous and I, I just don't want to receive correction, then I'm not, my mind is not in, in the way of, of righteousness, in the way of life. My, my, my mind is, my mindset is in the way that lead unto death. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, and cause it says, and he that hateth reproof shall die. If you hate reproof, you going to die. In verse 32, 15 and 32, it says, he that refuseth instruction despiseth his, his own soul, but he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be glad to receive instruction and, and reproof because this is how we get understanding. Uh, this is how we gonna obtain eternal life this this is all a part of this walk it ain't all about you know it ain't all about teaching and just teaching teaching book book but it's also about receiving correction it's about uh uh understanding hey how, how we how we how we give correction how we supposed to receive correction correction is what keeps us in line it's it's what keeps us in the right way but if, if 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 we hate that you know what i'm saying if we hate correction or we or we despise that reproof hey you gonna die mm-hmm. that's 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 ultimately what it's gonna lead to so it is it is it is important that that's an important element in us as servants of god we shouldn't be we shouldn't feel like uh we got to defend we got to get on the offensive every time somebody come with some correction because a lot of times 
uh, a brother and sister who is who is a servant of God, when they come to you with correction, it ain't because they're trying to hurt your feelings. It's because they want to help you to stay on that right path. Mm -hmm. And Paul, Paul talked about that. Uh, he talked about, you know, uh, how he was, he felt bad that he made some of the people sorry. But then he said he didn't feel bad. He said, because godly sorrow worketh repentance. And he knew that, hey, even though I had to come to you, I had to come to you like this and you, you felt you felt sorry. He said it was ne it was necessary. He said, because godly sorrow worked re work of repentance. You know, he wasn't just trying to he wasn't just trying to rail on the people just to be doing it, you know, <laughs> to hurt them. But he had to let them know so that they would think about it and, and be sorrowful because that's that, that's the first that's the first sign of repentance when you actually sorry when you actually feel sorry for for what you did you know that's that's a sign of you truly uh having a repentant heart when you feel sorry for the wrong or for the error that shows that hey you 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 really you really trying to correct yourself but when you don't yeah. feel sorry when you don't receive correction, then hey, where what what road is that gonna lead you down? If it continues, it's gonna lead you, it's gonna lead you to death. Right. And you know, I, I, oh, I, I was just gonna say and, and I had um I had one uh scripture that I wanted to read from Revelations cha uh, chapter three. Um, starting at verse 14, where the Lord is talking about um, receiving that rebuke and chastisement. Um, verse 14 says, and unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, these things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold, cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness do, do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. So... And then it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. So the Lord kind of laying it uh, out, out in this one, the reason I read it, because, you know, like he said in verse 17, Thou sayest, I am rich and increase of good and have need of nothing. Like some people don't even realize that they need correction, but the Lord is offering you an incentive here that if you uh, repent then and overcome, then you can sit down in his throne as he sat down in his father's throne. Right. But, exactly. but the, the important one to say, hey, who, who, you know, the ones that he love, hey, he, he's going, he's going, he's going to correct you mm -hmm. and chastise you if, if you belong to him. Right. You know, but if you don't receive correction or chastisement, the book say that hey, you you not a son, but you but but the book say you a bastard. And right. we we going to read that cuz I don't want nobody thinking I'm cussing on the podcast. Uh <laughs> uh I'm going to try to I'm going to try to find that real quick. Um but again, I think that's uh, Hebrews 12 and 8. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hebrews 12 and 8. It says, but if uh, if you, uh, I'm, I'm going to start at seven, um, start at verse six. Yep. It says, for, for whom the Lord loveth, he, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chast chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, 
whereof all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. So he said, look, all are partakers uh, 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 of, of the chastisement uh, 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 of the Lord. If you belong to him, then, you know, so we all going to uh, receive this, this, this chastisement. But he said, hey, if you don't, if you ain't a partaker, then you, you are bastards and not sons. And see, some uh, a lot of people don't don't understand that that they figure they figure because they believe and they call upon the name of Jesus that should nothing ever happen to them <laughs> that no matter what they do to other people, no matter how they treat other people, no matter whatever. That they life is is supposed to be like just just there's there's never there's never no there there's never no chastisement attached to it because they under grace or because they they call on the name of Jesus like your your life's supposed to be rosy but that's not that's not what the word of God say. If you a son, you most definitely gonna get your head busted. That's right. Because the Lord gonna do that to you, so you will stay in line. Because man, man ain't gonna stay in line unless it's some kind of it's some kind of punishment or it's some kind of or, or, or it's or, or it's some kind of uh, uh, consequence. Because if a man man left to his own devices, we'll do the first thing and come to our mind. But the Lord, because because you are a son, that's exactly what he's gonna do. He is he 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 is gonna go upside your head so you can think about what you're doing and you can and you can get back on the right on, on the right path. But a lot of people don't equate that with being a servant of God. They think they think serving God mean that you know you gonna have all all the money you want and you know all good things gonna rain down from heaven on you. You never gonna have no problems and and life just gonna be uh, uh, uh be rosy. And when people when people under when people see that you still gonna have issues. When they don't understand that, hey, maybe God going upside your head because he's trying to get you to stop doing certain things, then they, they turn away because they think that, no, nah, this ain't how it's supposed to be. But this is exactly how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. If we belong to him, then whenever we get out of line, we can expect some chastisement to come. We can expect that he is going to correct us. And that correction Hey, it ain't gonna feel good, but that's that's the opportunity for us to humble ourselves again. Going back to that humility, that's the time when we just gotta have humility, and we gotta look at ourselves and say, "Hey, what 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 am I doing that I have offended my God?" Because if so, then I that's something that you gotta you gotta correct immediately. You 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 gotta correct that. Hmm dealing with that correction and how the Lord is going to give it. Um, if we go Proverbs 12, like you said, the Lord, like the scripture said, and like you all brought up, the Lord had you all bring up dealing with revelations and dealing with Hebrews. The Lord is going to correct and correction. Don't feel good. Correction. It don't feel good to know that you wrong. This it don't feel good. It's like, if you, think you got all the cards in your hand and then you put your cards out and somebody else show you no you didn't have all the cards that don't feel good or or you think that you let's say you you think you uh michael jordan on the court and somebody (laughs) come and say and show you hey you don't know all that you think you know it don't feel good but you could actually learn from that person who who done schooled you and showed you 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 ain't even got nothing on Spud Webb. You think you Michael Jordan? You you had you ain't half a Spud Webb. You know, but right, absolutely um, dealing with Proverbs twelve, it lets you know whoso loveth instruction loveth. What, what knowledge. verse you at? What verse uh, you at? Proverbs bro? twelve and verse one. Okay. Proverbs twelve and verse one. 
Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. Now, some people may be like, what does it mean when you say he who hateth reproof is brutish? Well, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, English dictionary, and we deal with the English language, so we should have a command of these words that we use. But brutish means resembling, benefiting, befitting, or typical of a brute or beast. Again, brutish means that you're resembling, befitting, or typical of a brute or a beast. So when a person's unable to take instruction, that don't even put them at the level of being a man. Like we can read in scriptures where the Lord talk about show yourself a man, gird yourself up. Show, because a man is supposed to be in the image of God. But when an individual is unable to take correction or reproof, that individual, according to the book, says that individual has a mindset of 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 an animal part less than a man. And don't don't none of us want to be that. You know the part, the part, yeah. Because I mean, just being brutish, you know, that's usually usually somebody who who refuses correction, you know, and don't don't want nobody to tell them nothing. One characteristic of a person like that is usually that that they buck wild. You know what I mean? They just they buck wild. <laughs> they out sure. there. They they do whatever, say whatever. You know. You you can't uh-huh. you know so yeah in a certain way yeah they they, they acting like they acting like a, a, a un, un untamed beast out out in the you know out, out, out in the jungle somewhere they just they just act crazy you know what I'm saying because can't no can't can't nobody you know like you know we we didn't all grew up with with, with friends with, with guys that we grew up with and you know they they was always wild they wouldn't their parents couldn't do nothing with them. It don't matter what happened to them. They can go to jail, get out of jail. They can get beat up in the street, jumped on. It just seemed like no matter what, what, bef- what would befall them, they didn't get it, and they just and they just continued on acting wild and acting crazy, being brutish. But that's going back to hey, you if if you can't you can't receive correction, you know what I'm saying, reproof. Then hey yeah you you your your mindset is 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 brutish you you just wow it, it it ain't gonna register to you which is which is eventually you know that'll that'll show it's gonna show in your actions because you're not gonna have any you know you you're not gonna have any uh any uh uh what am I trying to say you know you, you you're not gonna have a point where you're just not gonna pass you know somebody mm-hmm. that don't have no somebody that don't care you know they'll do anything I mean yeah. and, and we see it you know we see people hey man they don't have no they don't have no standards they don't have no no godly morals you know when when you don't have when, when you don't live by the word of God when you don't have the commandments of God and the laws of God then hey and, and, and Yo, yo, your own personal morals ain't in line with the word of God. Then there's there's no there's no limit, or, th- or there there you know there's no limit to what you what you what you might do, right? Or what you might say. You know, some uh-huh. people when it come to money, when it come to money, they don't care. They'll do anything for money. You know, it don't matter what they got to do. As long as they, as long as the end result is of them, is them making a lot of money, they'll do whatever. There, 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 there. No, you know, there, there's nothing that they can lean on to say, "Hey, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going past this point." But this is, this is, this is what the word of God is for, because the word of God is there to give us the boundaries that we need. These are your boundaries. And it's there for their correction or for their reproof. So when you start to go outside the boundaries, hey, this this is supposed to pull you back in line. This is supposed to pull you back within the boundaries of the word of God. But without that, yeah, a person, a person is brutish without without boundaries. Then, hey, what's stopping you from doing from doing whatever, whatever come to your mind, because you don't have no boundaries. You don't have you don't have no limitations. But this is sort of like a beast, you know, and in, 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 in some aspects, it's like a wild beast. 
you know, but but even but 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 even beast, even the wild beasts of the field, they they do what they do, and 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 that's set up after the order, after the order, you know, they they do what they do according to how according to how, how the, the nature that's been instilled in them, but us being a man, supposedly, again, uh uh. uh Definitely being made in the image and in the likeness of God, having the word of God, which is supposed to, like Paul talked about, having the mind of Christ. I mean, we supposed to, we supposed to have his mindset and be able to, to obtain it. If we re refuse correction and reproof, now, what does that say about us? You got all, you got all the tools you need. You made in the image and in the likeness of God. You have the word of God, which is which is our knowledge, wisdom and understanding. And then you reject it and you reject reproof. You absolutely you brutish. Yeah, you, 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 you just absolutely brutish because there's no need for us to be that way. Being that God gave us a mind to discern and to understand righteousness and to know what's right and what's wrong. He gave all us that mind to know. Absolutely. And earlier when we talk about being brutish and being just buck wild, <laughs> where you don't have respect, you don't deal with, uh, you don't deal with order. And it's nothing you can do for some people like that. And Chris hit on it earlier, where you have some people, there's just no helping them. Because throughout this conversation, we didn't dealt with what you need to have first and foremost for giving instruction or even receiving instruction. The first thing you got to have is humility. If you're going to give instruction or receive instruction, you got to have humility. And we saw through the scriptures that it tells us when dealing with a brother, you need to be humble and meek, restoring in the spirit of meekness. We read about how dealing with the elder, you're supposed to treat them as a father. But we also read what sometimes you got to come hard with it in Jude, because sometimes you got to just let somebody know what it is. Not everybody going to take um, not everybody can hear those soft words. Some people right. need to hear it straight up what it is without any sort of filter. In right. those cases, like the scripture in Jews says, some uh, teach uh, teaching fear, pulling them out of out of the fire. So for those people, but we are, but we dealing with people who actually going here. But then right. now we actually get into a point where we're talking about people who won't hear, people who are brutish. Right. People who you can tell them, but it doesn't matter because they wild and you will know if they wild or not. Um, and there's a scripture that actually speaks on, like I said, what Chris spoke on earlier, which is some people you can't help. Um, let's go to Proverbs nine. Proverbs nine. And let's pick this up. At verse verse five, I'm going to start at verse five. Proverbs nine. In verse five, and it okay. said, "Well, verse four. I started um, at verse. In fact, I'm gonna start at verse one. Okay. Proverbs nine and one. Wisdom has built her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beast. She hath mingled her wine. She hath also furnished her table." She hath sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live. So wisdom is basically reproving people, saying change. Forsake the foolish and live. And go the way of understanding. But she gonna give you some, but uh wisdom gonna say something here. It says, reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man. Re, re, well, reverse I'm sorry, seven. Verse seven. Reverse I'm sorry, seven. I skipped, yes, I skipped, I skipped. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame. And he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Now, we all kind of right. got to understand of what wicked is. Wicked means that you right. don't deal with what's right. That's clear. Right. But a scorner, something that we may not have an understanding of. And a scorn, 
A scorn to scorn is one who shows open dislike and disrespect or mockery. So when you're dealing with somebody who you know is just blatantly disrespectful, and we done met plenty of people like that on the street. You know, like like shoot, we got a whole generation. Well, not to cut you off, bro, or or just a, a person, a person that's just just ignorant. You know, yeah, they they don't. You know, some sometimes we sit there and try to, you know, correct somebody that they they ignorant. You could come to them soft, and what they're gonna do is they're gonna get loud. They're gonna cuss you out, probably. You know they're gonna try to make you. They're gonna they they're gonna try to they're gonna try to make you look look as 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 bad as possible because you come to them with some some correction because that's what that's a scorner. That's that that's what scorners do. So hey, when you know a person is like that, it ain't no sense of continuing to try to talk to them and and and, and give them correction. Because hey, they ain't gonna receive it. All you gonna do is get yourself cursed out, or get get you know get sucked into that, to where now you getting irate and you hollering, and next thing you know, that's how that's how one thing lead to another. But mm-hmm. with a scorner, hey, if you try to correct them, that's what's gonna happen. Because you, they'll want, yeah. They're one who shows open dislike and disrespect. Right. And I I probably, and when you deal with somebody who's on the streets who really don't care, like you said, somebody who's, who clearly is wild, someone who's brutish, it's nothing you can do for that person. And the Lord even shows you about that um, when he talks about uh, sons who receive correction and when he talk about sons who don't receive correction. The Lord had a law where as if you got a son who you done rebuked and all they do is drink and eat and they they don't hear correction. The Lord had it where that son was supposed to be put to death. Right. Because the, and the Lord let you know that for some people it's nothing you can do. Now, now, now we now now we gonna we, we gonna have to go and read that, but I want you to finish uh in Proverbs what you was reading. You was at verse seven. All right. So Verse nine, Proverbs, Proverbs nine, nine and Proverbs seven. Proverbs nine and seven. Yeah. He that reproveth the scorn and getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh the wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorn unless he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. For the fear so, of the Lord is a. Be- Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Go ahead. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So here, here the Lord, Lord is just showing. He's showing you both sides of the coin. He, mm-hmm. he he's showing you. He's showing you, uh, re, trying to reprove or correct uh, a, a scorner and 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 a wicked man. You're gonna get one result. But when you do that to a wise man, when you give instruction to a wise man, uh. Then you're going to get another result. The wise man or, or, uh, is is going uh, uh, he going he going to be wiser, uh, a just man. He going to increase in learning, uh, rebu- rebuke a wise man. And he going he going to love you for it because he understands that this that, that it ain't about. It's not about him or her not looking bad, but th- this is about this is about having a better understanding. But when you do it to a scorner and a wicked person, then the the result is going to be totally different. But if you could, brother Ben and I, if you could find that other scripture that you was just talking about, Deuteronomy twenty one, Deuteronomy twenty one, because we 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 we, we want to make sure that. Uh, we want to make we sure read. as much as much as possible. We read this. We read from the scriptures. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but you said 20, 20, 21. 21. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And, and, and one verse. And pick it up. At, and I'll pick it up at verse 18. I'll, I'll read if, it for you. I'll read it for okay. you, brother. Verse uh, 18. Uh-huh. Okay. Deuteronomy 21 and 18. It says, if a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, 
and that when they have chastened him will not hearken unto them. So they done tried to correct them. They done tried to do everything they can. And this son is still rebellious. As, as I said, this is just speaking on some people who there's no hope for. And even when the Lord set up his kingdom, we don't do this today because the Lord is going to hand out the punishment at the end. But even when the Lord established his people, he, he had some rules when somebody was just rebellious and there was nothing you could do for them. Go ahead. Verse 19. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him and bring him out unto the elders of his city and unto the gate of his place. And they shall say unto the elders of his city, this our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. And uh -huh. all the men of his city shall stone him with stones that he die. So shall thou put evil away from among you and all Israel shall hear and fear. So the way the Lord's kingdom is set up. He wanted everybody to be able to listen and he gave people chances. It ain't like this is the first time that son did this. It says after they done told him, after they done chasing him, after they done did all these things to correct him. There's nothing you can do for that person. And as we spoke about earlier, when you give incorrect, as we done went through early, through all this conversation, you give correction and receive it through being humble. You know, there's ways that you you deliver information. There's ways that you deliver correction. And then with some people, you got to realize what you're dealing with. Are you dealing with a person who ain't finna change, a person who's not going to do anything better? And the Lord had it written about people like that, even when it's your own child, that you got to right. just put them away. Right. So, yeah, you know, that's you know, that's that that gets to understanding that to a point. When you get to a point, you know, you if you got to understand it, you got to know you just got to leave the person alone. You know what I mean? Uh, we, you can't you can't force you can't force correction on on, on nobody. Uh, just like can't nobody force correction on you. You know, sometimes we sometimes in our zeal in our zeal, we try to. We try to force the word of God on people. We try to force this instruction on them. We try to force correction on them, thinking that some kind of way you're going to make them listen or make them take heed. And sometimes it's just not the case. Sometimes a person got their mindset that they want to they want to live a certain way. They want to be a certain way. You can't force it on them. You just you just got to let them go. You got to let the Lord deal with them, you know, and if they got to if, if they wise, then they might reconsider somewhere down the line. But it gets to a point where, hey, you can't force correction on nobody. You can't force this. You can't force the word of God on nobody. If they refuse to hear, then, hey, you done what you supposed to do as a servant of God. And then you just got to leave that person alone. And you got to let them deal with whatever they got coming to them. You know, maybe, maybe something, some, something will befall them where they'll, they'll, they'll reconsider, and maybe they'll be in a position to hear. You know, and that's sometimes that's that's how the Lord, uh, that's how the Lord, that's how the Lord will work with you too. Sometimes if you refuse to hear, Lord, no. If 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 you take enough of a beating. If you take enough, uh, if enough hardship come on you, then you you'll start to soften up, soften up your stance. You 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 you'll start to reconsider, and maybe you'll you'll eventually listen. You know what I'm saying? Once enough hardship come on you, and that's that's a tool that the Lord used, like He told, like He told Israel in Deuteronomy. He told him here, he, he told him that hey, he he suffered them to hunger, and all of that. Uh, to prove them to see what was in their heart, you know, uh -huh. whether whether or not they was going to keep his commandments or not, because some people don't understand. Sometimes the Lord suffer, suffer things on you. He suffered you to he suffered you to be he might suffer you to be unemployed. He might suffer you to uh, some, some other things come come up on you. He might he might take away. He might take away your car. He might suffer you some other things. And. Sometimes people equate that with, you know, you done 
you know, maybe you maybe you done done something you done done something wrong or whatever, but it ain't like that all the time. It's, sometimes that could be the case, but other times, hey, some other times may, maybe the Lord look at you and say, man, this this person need to they need to have a little more humility. So the Lord will bring some things on you because what if if you got any sense at all, you gonna consider you gonna humble yourself and then you gonna consider. And then you're going to think about what kind of person you are, and then it'll pull you closer to God. It'll pull you closer. It, it'll, it'll, it'll cause you to be more dedicated to serving him because a servant, when trouble come on them, they're not going to run from, from the Lord. They're going to run toward mm -hmm. the Lord. When the trouble come on you, you're going to draw near to your God. You're not going to pull away. So sometimes, hey, we, it's necessary for us so that we can so that we can pull closer to God. It's necessary for these uh, for, for these afflictions and, and some of the things we go through to happen. But it's all it's all for us to be to it, it's all to help us get get salvation. It's all to help us be better servants. And sometimes that's 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 how the Lord operate. But like you were saying, sometimes no matter what you say to a person, you, you got to realize and understand that some people just not going to hear. And it ain't nothing we can do about it. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, we can't force it on them. You know, the Lord, Lord got to open their eyes to see. He got to open their eyes to see uh, uh, what's going on. You know, all we could do is deliver the message. Once you done delivered the message, you know, it's up to that person what they going to do. Either they going to take heed or they not. And we can't, we can't force it on them. But, um, Brother Chris, I know we, we done left kind of left you out the conversation, but we Yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't want to interrupt y'all because cause y'all was y'all was doing good there. Uh, I mean I guess um I know we're probably getting ready to wrap it up here. So I guess my last um little bit to add is gonna be uh Job thirty-three. Okay. And, and uh verse twenty-seven. Just kind of a positive note. Again, you know, we've been going over, you know, uh, people not wanting to hear correction and things like that and how you deal with them. But um, Job 33 verse 27 kind of kind of shows how God look at it. Um, verse 27 says, he looked upon man and if any say, I have sins and perverted that which, right, which was right and it profited me not, he will deliver his soul from going into the pit and his life shall see the light. Lo, all these things were from God oftentimes with man to bring his soul back from the pit to be enlightened with the light of the living. So just kind of just kind of a positive note there. Like, you know, it, it takes a lot of humility, especially if you may not think that you might have been wrong in a scenario to be humble and pray to the Lord and, and, and repent. Or even in this scenario, this man says it, it, that they perverted that which was right and it profited them not. So they acknowledge and they did wrong and they say and they repenting for that. And the Lord is saying that you gonna see life, you know, if you repent after doing these things. You right. Know, so he, even if, yeah. yeah. So even if we if we somebody listening to this podcast right now that may not have always been the most humble person or may have done some things wrong, you know, the Lord is letting us know that as long as you you know confess your sin and be humble about it, then the Lord is gonna let you see the light of life. Right. And that's and that and that and, and to, to, to end the podcast, you know, that that's an excellent scripture. But it's it's, it's going back to, to what Brother Ben and I uh, was, was reading at, at the very beginning, which is the foundation. The foundation of it all is humility. The person had this person has the humility to say, hey, I done sin. I done perverted. You know, I done, I done perverted that which was right and I didn't profit from it. Right. So that, that person has to have the humility to admit that and hey, then the Lord will deliver you. Then the Lord will pull you out. But as long but as long as we trying to as long as we trying to uh make everything we do to justify everything we do, e even when we know it wasn't right then we can't be healed you know we we can't truly be healed we we got to we got to be able to uh understand that when we wrong when we out of line we got to admit that we got to accept that we got to have the humility 
to 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 understand and had a humility to 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 confess that before one to another or confess that before before your God and then you can be healed then we can be delivered but on that note uh I want to thank you know every, I see a few people are, are listening I want to thank the people that's listening to the podcast and uh you know we we want to thank everybody that's uh supporting the house of Jacob and supporting the uh uh the uh, uh biblical resolutions podcast you know our mission is you know is to get the word of God out here and you know by the grace of God to give understanding to 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 to, to the people you know and that's that's the mission of the house of jacob bible study class it's it's to get the word of god out and to uh you know get understanding to people who who truly want to understand the word of god and understand his righteousness and that is that is why you know that is why the house of jacob has started this podcast so with that note i thank everybody uh thank brother benaya and brother chris and uh we thank we thank all the people who who support who support the house of jacob and who's supporting this podcast